Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, we're going to be talking about a little bit of news, some roster moves, and some other things that have been happening in the scene and in the game. And then we are just going to be basically diving full on into a bracket pick them for the first major of the Vanguard season, the CDL 2022 season. We're really excited to get into that. As you all know, it's one of my favorite kind of episodes to do full out predictions, especially when it's a major instead of just regular season matches. So super excited to get into that. Before we do that and the news, Kyle, how are you doing today? Uh, doing okay. Um, uh, you know, we woke up last week on Thursday in the in the midst of a new era of Western civilization. Um, you know, with all the events going on in Eastern Europe, um, I'm sure we'll, you know, that'll be sprinkled in. It felt like I was living in the plot of Modern Warfare Two. <laughs> um, well, maybe not living in it, but experiencing it on the news. Um. But yeah, uh, I mean, land, this uh, upcoming land has like kind of re-energized me with uh, getting excited to watch like you know every single match of COD again. Um, probably not going to be skipping any of them uh, coming up th- uh, on Thursday. So yeah, I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. the The major always brings a lot more excitement because the matches seem to mean a little more, and we get land, which is always just more exciting, uh, especially because I believe there is going to be like a full crowd there. So hopefully we're hearing some crowd noise in the background. I'm sure eSports Engine is going to do it right uh, and give us that full effect of the crowd noise. And I am so excited to watch. I literally cannot wait for it. Uh, Mike, Mike the crowd up. Yeah, and I am I know eSports Engine is going to do it right. I mean, they did it right for, I mean, Adam Epicel and his team did it right for how many years with MLG at the CWL event. So they're going to do it right. There's no worries there. Uh, but I mean... The event is always more electric when you can hear the crowd scream at a big play. No matter who's making the big play, like you just hear that crowd scream either in pain or in joy. It's always amazing. Like that that Seattle series when they upset FaZe last year with all the crowd noise was like absolutely insane. Uh but before we dive into our predictions, got a little bit of news to talk about. Uh we could have, you know, rearranged there are there's some other big news, but I specifically put this one first to talk about just to to keep Kyle happy. We get to talk about his favorite team, Paris Legion headliner of the news section uh they made a roster change i guess i was about to say first one of the year but technically not i guess uh new york beat him to that decimate was dropped from paris although as of the time that we hit record on this podcast there's actually no official replacement uh cdl intel is saying it's gravity but they haven't actually announced that so decimate dropped from paris uh jimbo just tweeted like five minutes ago the it's official contract gift that everybody always tweets uh but there's rumors that like he didn't sign cdl intel was saying he hasn't signed yet but it looks like he's saying gravity is the replacement. So uh, I thought that they would maybe move fellow straight up to the sub because that's what he always was in the past, like an entry sub. Uh, but it looks like CDL Intel is also saying that they're going to obviously have gravity on the main and then they're going to slide temp down to a full-time sub slash like that third AR if they need it on like a Gavitu and then uh fellow's going to play the flex. So uh, I do believe this makes the team a little better because it's good to see gravity in the league. We've all been saying for years uh, that he deserves it. Uh, maybe this bumps them ahead of New York. Who knows? Both of them are probably going to get first rounded, so we won't really get to see much. Uh, but I'm a little excited for this because we finally get to see Gravity in the league, see what he can do. Uh, and I think it makes the roles on the team make a little more sense. So kind of excited to see if uh, they can maybe turn themselves into a little bit more competitive and start to try to make a run at an eight seed or something. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel for the guys getting dropped this early. Um, but, you know, as we've seen with the, uh, you know, I guess really last year we saw some early moves as well, but um, yeah, I mean, I guess teams just aren't uh, as reluctant to uh, kind of hold their chips and you know play with what they have. They're they're looking to wheel and deal and make moves. Um, you know, 
after realizing through the first year and a half or so how valuable uh, every match win can be, and and you know mm-hmm. when it comes Not to yourself a hole. yeah, when it comes to CDL champs uh, uh, seeding and stuff, um, and just having enough points to even qualify for champs uh, or playoffs, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, um, yeah, I think. I'm excited for this team, uh, but obviously, like I, I still feel for you know the guys that are getting dropped. Uh, you know, even though they might have been, you know, you were kind of critical on decimate for costing, and mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, th- I think we both would have, we both would agree, we would have liked to see John have a little bit more time, oh, yeah. uh, and m- maybe have another uh, like full time aggro sub to run with him. Yeah, I feel like um, he's been kind of left up to dry with nobody to run with him. Yeah, and you know, hasn't been put in the best situations, uh, you know, since he's, since his return. Um, so, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, I'm excited. I hope this team can, uh, improve on, you know, their former team, but, uh, I, I won't believe it until I see it really. No, absolutely not. And I don't think we're gonna get to see much cause they play the loser of optic Seattle. Uh, so, I mean, if they do win a series this weekend, it's going to be something miraculous because they're going to have to beat a good team to do so. But uh, I don't I don't think we'll see them do a whole lot this weekend. But I'm excited because Gravity has deserved this shot in the league. I do think I wish they would move Fellow down to the sub, but I do think moving Temp down there gives uh, John a little bit more of an aggressive partner. Like you said, I also think it's nice to see John maybe get a little bit more of a longer leash because I feel like uh, he has a higher ceiling than Decimate. I mean, he's a COD champs MVP, a world champ. Uh, We've seen him win at the highest level, Decimate. Uh, we haven't seen him win at all at the highest level. Granted, he's been a pretty good player at times. Uh, but I also think John's been put in some bad situations because this team plays Gavitu like two times a series all the time. So he's just a sub kind of left alone. And if any of you have played uh, the sub on Gavitu in ranked play or have watched uh, all these pros try to play a sub on Gavitu, there's very few people that have success because it is a very difficult map uh, to use a sub on. But we can move on from Paris. Uh, I know... Kyle, you're sad to move on from them, but we got to talk about what probably really is the biggest news, and that's that's the COD uh, annual release announcement. Obviously, somewhat old news, but it was basically dropped like the day after we recorded the last podcast, so we didn't talk about it on there. But Call of Duty, for the first time in, what is it, like 20 years since basically the game first started being released, uh, is not doing annual release. Uh, this coming year, there obviously will still be a re- release, and uh, that's what they're calling Modern Warfare 2, although it feels kind of like a sin because i know the game won't be as good as the og modern warfare 2 so it feels kind of like a, a sin to call it that but that game is releasing like normal schedule like probably like end of october early november uh and then after that we're going to play that game for two years and then we're getting uh the next treyarch title and then i don't really think we know what it looks like after that treyarch title if they're going to go back to yearly releases if they're going to continue like the the two-year cycle uh, i don't even think they really fully know yet but I'm a little nervous if I'm being honest because we are going to have two years of Infinity Ward COD, which I know created Warzone and a lot of people love that, but uh, Infinity Ward is historically the least friendly to competitive. They make the least friendly competitive games uh, and they seem to care the least. They've never one time put a ranked play in their game. Uh, Modern Warfare, Infinite Warfare, um, all the way back to Ghosts uh, and then back to the Modern Warfare obviously before ranked play was really a thing. They've never had one in their game, so that's that's very nerve-wracking. Uh, I would say could be something good because the pubs community seems to love it, and it seems to be the most popular title, that Modern Warfare series, uh, especially after the 2019 version. But I'm very nervous for the competitive side uh, because Modern Warfare 2019 was the worst competitive game we've ever seen with the least dev support. So a uh, little nerve-wracking, Kyle. 
Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what they're going to do for the competitive side. Um, obviously, we would imagine that they would stick with the current, with the most current title, just uh, you know, for continuity's sake and to drive you know yeah. viewership. You know, in their mind, it would drive viewership because they're playing the same game, you know, quote unquote, mm-hmm. as the pros are. But um, yeah, I'm. I don't know. Uh, you know, I was I was just more shocked to hear that they're not doing an annual release and kind of makes you wonder what Treyarch is up to. Um, because obviously they, they stepped in and kind of finished the product for Sledgehammer on Cold War. And then, uh, yeah, it, it seems like they would have more than enough time. Um, I know the dev cycle is kind of all over the place. Like, you know, the public at large really doesn't know and neither do I exactly how far in advance they're working into a title. Um, but yeah, this is, it's kind of surprising. Uh, yeah. I mean, I echo all your sentiments about being nervous for competitive though. I, I think it kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think from like, I think everybody's probably thinking this unless maybe you're just like a completely pubs guy, which at this point you're definitely not listening to this podcast. Uh, but if you're just like a completely public player, I think they might be excited, but I think all of us on the competitive side were saying, why couldn't it have happened on a Treyarch title? Because, I mean, like, Cold War wasn't a fantastic game by any means, but it was a solid game, and we know Treyarch is always going to give us probably a traditional spawn, solid game that we know, like, even if it's not the best, it's going to be, like, a good competitive title to play for two years. So I think all of us were probably uh, probably hoping and praying that if this situation ever came up, we'd start on a Treyarch title, so we'd have two years of that. But uh, if if this game is squad spawns and like crazy, like a modern warfare, that means we're playing squad spawns three years in a row. It's going to be hard for me to keep up my passion to actually play the game. Like I've been grinding rank play, uh, which I guess we can kind of move on to if you don't have anything else to say about this. Uh, And I tweeted about it. Frustrations. People were uh, really liking that where people were dropping a lot of likes comments on the tweet. Uh, It's uh, it was really frustrating to be honest with you to play rank play over this past week as everybody figured out this glitch or basically at any point during the game, you could just quit your app. Like if you're on a PlayStation or Xbox, not, I'm assuming you could do the same thing on PC. I don't really know. Uh, I play on an Xbox, but you could just basically quit your app uh, and you would lose no SR for the game, no matter what. So uh, it didn't really see it that much. Cause I don't think people knew about it like early on. So it was like still working pretty well. And then all of a sudden, like people realize that, Oh my God, if you quit app, you don't lose anything. There's no penalty or anything like that. So people would quit app. Like literally if you were, if you were playing like solo queue or me and my buddy were playing duo queue, like we got down two one in a control and we were like frying. We just like kind of like choked. We got four wiped and they they capped the point. We were definitely the better team. Like we had a chance to come back and both our teammates just quit out because they're like, oh my god, we're down two one in control. We don't want to lose SR and they quit out and it's like, okay, cool. We were down two one in a control on Tuscan. Like you can very easily come back and we had defense in the next round. Uh, so it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like people just would quit out or like you'd get down two zero in search. Ah, I'm quitting out and it's like. I'm not a scumbag, so I'm not going to quit out to not lose my SR, but I'm like, wow, cool. Since these guys are weird, they just like leave. Or like, if you're at like 240 to 230 in a hard point, they just quit out uh, if they die. So they don't even like fight the last hill. It just, it's, it was so dumb. But apparently they fixed that today as we're recording this, like a couple hours ago, it was fixed, uh, which is very good. Uh, the only other thing I'd say with rank play is the SR is like wonky. Like you can drop numbers and you get like five SR for some games and you lose 50 uh, when you lose by like six, five in search. So some issues with rank play, but glad to see they're uh, fixing, fixing the quitting. Yeah. I mean, hopefully uh, they're able to balance out the SR. So where it's uh, you know, obviously like equitable for everyone playing the game. Uh, 
you know, not, not just with quitting, obviously that's a huge, uh, Hopefully it will be a huge deterrent for people leaving. But, uh, you know, also you were mentioning that they had kind of like, you only got a couple points for a win. Then for a loss, you'd like lose your entire. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you could drop 50 of and a hard with two minutes in the hill and you'd get five SR and then you'd yeah. do the same thing and lose and then you lose 50. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully that gets balanced out in a timely manner so that, you know, people can actually, you know, progress up the SR ranks. You know, that, that's kind of the draw of these, uh, you know, ranked systems where you're, you know, you can start like, you know, middle to low tier. And, you know, if you're good enough and if you play with good enough people and, you know, play the right way, you can like progress upwards. And I think the, one of the big draws for a lot of, uh, you know, semi-competitive people is like, you know, maybe you hop in a match with like a CDL pro or an am or something. That'd be like really cool. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I mean, point being is like, I hope they get the SR right. I hope they do too, because like the the time I noticed how broken it was was actually yesterday. I was playing uh, with four stack, my normal squad. I always play with. I'd say me and my other friend Brock are probably our two two best players in our team. Uh, and we started the day. I was at about like twenty one hundred SR, and I think he was at like nineteen hundred. And we played every game together on the day. Like mind you, we didn't split at all. He finished the day at twenty four, so he went from nineteen to twenty four hundred, and I finished the day back at twenty one hundred. And we were doing like basically even. He was doing a little better one game. I was doing a little better one game. And I was dead even on SR and he gained 500. So <laughs> something's clearly uh, broken with the system because even if somebody's completely outplaying you, if you play every game together on the day, somebody shouldn't break even while the other person gains 500 SR. Uh, that's really not how it should work. But hey, my SR is actually sitting at about 2450 after this podcast. I might hop on and play a little late night. Uh, I'm at 2450. I'm one game away from hitting Masters and on my way to challenger so maybe we'll have to maybe we'll drop some some gameplay on the channel at some point if that's something you guys want to see maybe we'll get kyle to come play with us or something uh we'll do a little duo queue who knows uh but i'm approaching master <laughs> i'm going for that top 250 kyle i wish you the best of luck i can't wait to see it it's it's a it's a grind though and then uh you start to play the pc players you can kind of tell that guy's locking onto my head a little too fast uh because cheaters have been running rampant um speaking of not locking on heads though there's also the aim assist glitch in the game right now which is approaching uh, as we approach land that's going to be a big deal uh people like i was tweeting about it before they announced it i was saying i swear i'm losing aim assist like what's going on and everybody was like yeah i'm losing it here i'm losing it here and then it was like leaked that they're working on a patch right now because your aim assist just randomly toggles off in the middle of the game uh I don't think that's fixed before land so that's something that's very unfortunate because we're probably going to see it happen a couple times when you see a guy whiff some crazy shots because he loses aim assist. Uh, but, I mean, that's, that's I guess, something that we can't really do too much about because we're going to have to get the devs to fix that for us. Uh, last piece of news we got. I know Kyle loves to talk about Doug uh, like I do. So Doug has a new Challengers team. I thought it was worth mentioning, though, because somebody on it is Chino, who, as we know, retired before this season. He's coming out of retirement to try some Challengers out. Uh, and this is a good team uh, for Doug. He has Chino, Pollux, and Venom with him. So arguably Doug's best team on the year. I mean, Pollux and Venom were uh, solid pros last year in the CDL. And then we know Chino, uh, multi-time champion, and is a solid main AR. Uh, maybe he'll be a little behind since he hasn't played this year. But interesting. I'm, I'm excited to watch that. You you all know I like to watch Doug's streams when he streams the Challengers Cups. And as long as this team lasts, you know, through the week to play a Challengers Cup, um, should be should be a fun thing to watch yeah i mean why don't you just admit you like seeing his pull-up form to you know work on your own as well you know uh oh my you, god yeah for sure you can see those you can see those, I, I you can see those lats <laughs> you can see the lats really work in there 
Um, there, there's nothing more comedy than when he's in like a podcast and he just like gets bored and he just goes back in the background and just starts doing pull-ups. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> like you said, you know, hopefully this team can last through the week. Um, but you know, it'd be nice to see. You know, because I, I think the one drawback to uh, really following like the saga of Doug is like him having an actual like steady roster to yeah like go week to week with and uh he's been playing well this year he's actually like this is the best i've seen doug look uh since i would argue like the middle of world war ii yeah i mean i think nobody can doubt that his passion is still there uh you know given all of his preseason talks and ranting about you know on the on the flank and other podcasts and stuff too um yeah definitely a polarizing figure like you said but i mean that that's more like the character of doug and stuff but uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, you know, maybe this team could uh, do something in the ne- in the next Elite Series. Who knows? Yeah, I'd love to see it. Um, that the Challengers talk reminded me too. One thing before we get into our bracket, uh, the Minnesota event was announced uh, as major two, and they announced there's a Challengers LAN at the Minnesota event. Uh, when I went to that first inaugural like CDL kickoff one, there was a Challengers event there. Is the one that got all the infamous uh, publicity because it was in the parking garage or whatever, which was extremely blown out of proportion i was at the event and it was a very very nice venue for a challengers event uh but it got blown out of proportion uh but it looks like they're having it like the mystic lake casino which i mean i'm from uh wisconsin i've been over uh in that area i've been to the mystic lake casino a few times when i've been in minnesota it's gonna be a fun venue and they're gonna have a challengers land probably the first challengers land since like the beginning of mw actually not probably it is the first challengers land since the beginning of mw so that's gonna be something really cool uh to see the challengers finally get a land to go to Oh, you're forgetting about all those like mid-am lands that happened uh, uh, yeah, right in the middle the of COVID. Of, yeah, <laughs> and people were like, "Absolutely no land." So they're they're literally playing online, uh, like, but it's like a land, uh, just kind of weird. But yeah, um, Rocker once again showing uh, showing everybody that they're doing it right. Uh, you know, looking out for the entire scene. Their flagship um, org. Yeah, I mean, uh, so you know, hopefully this goes off well, and you know, a lot of teams are able to to make the commute. I don't know exactly how they budget it out if they have you know if they're given some kind of stipend for room mm-hmm. and board or travel but um yeah i mean i i hope that it you know gives a lot of attention to the am scene and you know maybe get some guys like shift yeah. and visions casting and stuff i i know that's always uh you know good for them too uh so yeah i'm excited about that so am I. Uh, I'm also excited to get into these bracket predictions. You ready? Let's do it. All right. So we're going to cut this off, and then we are going to come back with uh, the the CDL brackets uh, from the Pickums on the website, on the screen, and we're going to dive into that. So there'll be a little video portion. If you are listening on the audio platforms at this point, you can hop on over uh, to YouTube if you want to follow along uh, on the screen with the bracket with us. Uh, we'll be right back, and we'll have that up on the screen. All right. We've got the bracket up on the screen uh ready to do our predictions oh man i'm ready for this i'm excited because uh as you guys all know predictions are my favorite and especially for a major and i honestly think um in terms of majors that we've seen over the last uh really year i guess going back to cold war this is potentially one of the most uh one of the most competitive we're gonna see um obviously like phase was pretty much the favorite in every major last year now uh coming into this major you've maybe got five or six teams that a lot of people believe could could potentially win it all uh it's maybe not a lock that kyle and i are gonna pick phase as it pretty much was in every event last year so i'm excited to get into it kyle you ready 
I am very ready. All right. First match, maybe I would argue the easiest one of the first round, I would think. Uh, FaZe versus Boston. I mean, I think we're probably both leaning FaZe here. Uh, it's pretty hard not to, uh, unless you're thinking something crazy. But what are, you, what are you thinking here? Yeah, I mean, this really comes down to if Boston can take one of the first two maps. Um, because if they go down 0-2, I just think that FaZe would probably close them out on control, given that Boston's a really terrible control team right now. And FaZe's simp is like the control guy. Yeah. So it would, like I said, it would come down to them either just like sneaking out the first hard point or, you know, stealing the search off phase. Um, so in my mind, it's either going to be a 3-0 or a 3-1. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, whatever you want to pick for that would be, I would be in total agreement. I actually think I want to give Boston a map just because I, I think a lot of times we tend to see teams start slow on land, uh, especially the favorites and especially in the first land of the year. I mean, kickoff classic. Yeah, but uh, we're not really like accounting for that here. It's it's so far, so far away. But I kind of want to give Boston a map because I do think that like I don't think it's impossible that they win this series. I definitely say it is probably like a 95 percent plus chance phase wins. Uh, but I feel like I want to give Boston a map because they're very good at uh search and destroy and i feel like they're going to be at least competitive in the hard point uh but i do think like you said if they go down 0-2 i think they're getting 3 0 but i don't know through those first three maps i kind of want to give boston a map and go 3-1 uh that's that's fair because i also think on it's going to even out i really do think they could take the search and destroy because that is that is kind of their calling and also you never know with guys like nero and and cap they've shown high upside and even tj at times has showed really high slaying upside so i feel like Maybe Boston comes out red hot. They could somehow find a way to take one of those uh, those respawns, the the map one or map three. And we know they're a good search and destroy team. So I feel like they're one of those teams that stays competitive. They did lose to phase three one just two weeks ago. So uh, I feel like that's a pretty justifiable map for them. But we're going phase three one. All right. Now, honestly, looking at these next three matches in the first round, I think that there is a legitimate case that can be made for all six teams. Uh the underdogs, I guess, technically based on seeding, uh, are Surge, LAG, and Ultra. But three teams we know are, are pretty good teams. Uh, next match, though, is Optic versus Surge. Uh, this one, in my opinion, would have been a lot more interesting just three, four weeks ago when Surge were looking like they could have been the best team in the game. But obviously, Surge, maybe one of the coldest teams right now, kind of on a little bit of a slide. Optic, maybe one of the hottest teams right now, winning three in a row. Uh, I'm definitely leaning optic here. I don't know if you're thinking different, but uh, just based on uh, you know the way that the teams are going, I feel like optic is the pretty safe choice and the obvious choice here. But uh, wouldn't be like completely shocked if Surge won it. Yeah, I mean, for me, this just has like if anybody's familiar with the uh, with the uh, and you know with the term BDE, that would be like <laughs> what I believe optic is going to come out with. Um, and they're going to be like the fans are going to be crazy. The minute the minute that Scump or Shotzi, you know, MP40 is like get gets two or three in the feed, the series is going to be over. You know, like once you get the let's go optic and people just like jumping out of their seats and stuff. Um, Scump hits a three piece on P1 of the first till or something, and yeah, yeah, like Scump or you know Scump like sits in the credit corner and like waits for three people to come by and then like shoots them all in the back or something. I, I don't know, or you know, dashy, you know does something crazy i don't know or it could be anybody you know um but yeah like you mentioned surge are kind of on a slide um you know looking back at their uh 
you know, their placement matches, like accuracy clutched up twice to give them series wins. Um, and you know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that to take away from their wins by any means, but like, I think there's a world where some of their wins are, you know, I don't know. You could say that they're gifts maybe, or that, you know, they, in another world, they might not have had them. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm siding with Optic here. Um, it's just a matter of how many maps I think Surge could take. Um, because I do think yeah. Surge are still a good respawn team. And uh, obviously like they have a fair amount of clutch factor in Surge as well. Um, I don't know, what are you thinking as far as map? Or are you, are you siding with Optic firstly? I'm definitely siding with Optic. Uh, I feel like not only are they the better team, but they're hot and Surge are cold. Uh, I do think Surge have that. Once again, I feel like they have a better chance than I thought Boston has to win the series because they do have, I mean, Pred and Sib have that really, really high upside. Uh, and Mac also has high upside. We know accuracy is going to be steady. He, he does have uh, a history of being able to take out Optic, and he's a very clutch player, as we all know. Um, but I do think Surge have a decent chance here because they do have a lot of upside players that, like, if they just click, we know we've seen Sib already at this point this year and Pred, both of them. We've seen them click in regular season matches in the kickoff classic. We've seen them click and have those those superstar type moments so i I can see them doing something but i feel like i want to go with one map for surge i want to go three one optic because i do feel like surge are pretty good in search and destroy and they are pretty good in respawn like you said but i think optic is going to come out red hot and win that first hard point uh and then i think surge will find a way to maybe take a map two or three but i feel like optic are going to be up two one going to that map four and they're going to close them out uh on a hard point my opinion yeah yeah that that would be my guess as well uh a three one all right so we're in agreement there so far we haven't had to settle any debates uh obviously for those of you guys watching uh this is our first like full-on bracket for the year because first major and it's a little different with two people uh typically like it's nice to have an odd number so that way you're guaranteed to not have a tie but haven't gotten to that point yet but i know as i scroll down to these two matches you all see here this could be a point where we are split because I legitimately think both these matches are toss-ups. Uh, and the one that we have right here first, I know you guys are all shocked probably hearing me say that I think it's a toss-up because I've been so high on Royal Ravens this year, but I think this is maybe the worst matchup they could have gotten of like the potential teams they could have played. Uh, obviously, you wouldn't want to see them play Ultra because Ultra are a very scary team, but if Boston would have won, I think they maybe would have gotten Boston uh, or they would have gotten uh, somebody else along that lines. Maybe, maybe Optic if Boston would have... Uh, beat optic but i think gorillas are kind of a trap match for london uh i still think i probably lean london but this has five game series written all over it to me uh it's scary because lag is one of the most experienced land teams or the most experienced players in tournament environments and london is one of the most inexperienced team in those environments lag kind of uh kind of dominated london in the series they played a couple weeks ago 3-1 where asim tore them apart I think it's a terrible matchup for London. Like, I'm scared for them. I'm I'm really scared, but I still think I want to lean them just because they have looked a lot better than LAG up to this point. Uh, But this is a toss-up series to me. Yeah, for me, this really comes down to, you know, if London can, you know, uh, show up on land because obviously in the kickoff, they really kind of just kind of fell flat. And, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, we do have to take into account that it was like, these are online matches versus land, but, you know, how much do we want to how much stock are we putting in that? Um, I don't know. So for me, uh, 
like you said, I I do agree that LAG is such a trap match. It's it's like at the classic like six six seed versus ten seed in March Madness or something. Like you know, hmm. there there should be a clear favorite, but then you know it's coming down to like the last minute of the game or something. Um. Oh man, I'll. I do think London have higher upside as just like a four player unit. Um, at least right now. But it, it's really yeah. hard to it's really hard to discount, like, if Surge are clicking that day, and obviously they're very experienced on land, as you said, with Slasher Gunless, who can ace them. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's just tough. I don't know. Um, I, it's I, I definitely see it going like four or five games. Oh, um, I'm on you, a five game series all the way here. Yeah, I mean, but you know, sometimes when we say that games are going to go, you know, matches are going to go five games, it, you know, sometimes it ends in like. <laughs> Four or three or something, but uh, yeah, I'll go. I don't know. I think I'll go. Think I'll, the... go Lon- I'll go London, just because I think that they are gonna turn it around. Um, from their last land performance, you're saying from their last, yeah, from the last land performance, yeah. and uh, I don't know. I I just think they can't psych themselves out, uh, with that, you know, or if that makes sense, you know, like uh. Mm-hmm. They kind of got to like hype themselves up when it comes to like playing another Vanguard match on land. Yeah, I, I, I will definitely go. I'll, I'll go London three two. I'll agree with that. This is such a tough one to me too because, uh, spoiler alert for the next spoiler alert for the next match. Uh, I'm not gonna be going with underdog in the next match. I maybe the team that I almost am riding to win the event is playing in the next match or think that is gonna make a deep run, and that means that we're gonna pick all the the higher seeds. In this first round, which never, ever, ever, ever happens. That's like my rule. It's how I picked my Modern Warfare champs. And I was like the only guy on Earth to pick London to go to the top four because there's always some random bottom seed that makes a run. Uh, so maybe that'll be a loser's bracket team, but it almost never happens with the top seed wins. But I don't know. I just feel like Optic aren't going to lose. FaZe aren't going to lose. I don't think uh, the next team we're going to talk about as a top seed is going to lose. So I feel like one of these teams is going to win, but I, I think we could play it safe. Go London here. We've been talking so high on London and specifically me uh, throughout the online matches, but this is, in my opinion, this match and the next one we're about to talk about are the two matches to watch. I think they're the two best matches of the first round. Uh, I believe they're both happening on Thursday. I think every one of the winners round one matches is happening on Thursday, so we have some great COD to watch on Thursday, Kyle, but we can go We can go London 3-2 if, you, if you're good with that. Yeah, I... Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. It's just like I don't know, LAG. It, it, and it's also hard to beat a team twice to LAG beat London. Yeah. Uh online, so maybe some degree of anti-strats coming in or something, who knows, but uh I'll go with London. I think that's a that's a good pick. I mean, there there really is no wrong pick per se. No. I I really don't think there's any like crazy upset. I think the only crazy pick would be Boston over face in this first round. I don't think it's crazy to pick any other team right. in the first round uh, to win it. I, I legitimately think every team could win. Uh, next one, Thieves Ultra. Talk about a brutal draw for Thieves getting the what two seed, uh-huh. and they get to draw Ultra out of it. Um, you could argue that Ultra was a team you maybe thought was going to be the one seed, the two seed going into this event. Uh, obviously, had some struggles, uh, lose a lot of close matches. They had a very, very, very tough qualifying schedule. And they find themselves as the seventh seed. And we've got Thieves versus Ultra, a rematch of a match that Thieves won. Um, 
I'm very interested to watch this one. It's going to be an absolute grueler. Uh, this and that series we just talked about, London LAG, in my opinion, are the two that I'm most excited to watch uh, over the Optic and Phase series. Uh, I'm going to be honest, though. I, I've been listening to my codfather, Aches, and he's really riding LA Thieves, and he made a point I really liked. Uh, LA Thieves has been playing from LA this whole time. They probably have been playing on a lot higher ping, and they've still looked this good. They are the best hardpoint team in the game. I think that's pretty much undisputed at this point. Uh, they also have been okay at control. Really, their main struggle has been search and destroy, but I feel like if they're frying online uh, and probably the higher ping, they're probably going to be even better on land, and I think they're going to get carried by their hard point in this event. As long as they can figure out their search and destroy, they're, they're going to be good, uh, which is interesting because Ultra, uh, historically, are a pretty good search team since this team has been formed. But I'm feeling Thieves here, and I'm feeling it in a 3-1. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot better to be to have to have hardpoint as your best game mode and then just like piece it together on search or like you know um rather than being like a two three five team or a, a two five team if you're if your respawn is just dog yeah um but yeah i it's hard to it's also hard to doubt the greatness of ultra on lan and they're like uh, their composure Ooh. Um, 100% save major five from last year. Yes. Uh, you know, it was just a collapse of epic proportions. Um, but yeah, I, I really want to ride thieves as well. I think it's another, uh, you know, similar to optic, like the BDE. I think they'll have a lot of crowd support as well. Um, Oh, for sure. Probably the second most behind optic. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I think uh, they also bring a lot of land experience. I think probably Draza would have the least amount of land experience. Um, yeah, Envoy actually doesn't have a ton on either. The team. Yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, like you said, Envoy. I guess he played all of VO4 on land. Yeah, but... yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, on the Gen G team and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just hope that uh, I hope that Octane continues this like IGL ish role that he's in now. I uh, I think that their hard points going to carry them. And uh, as we've seen in the past, you know, uh, kind of stringing it together along on search and destroy or just kind of like some crazy calls or something like, Hey, we'll just figure it out. And obviously like, it's a lot better. It's a lot easier to improve on your search than it is to like be playing catch up on hard point, I would imagine. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as we've heard other pros say in the past as well. So uh, yeah, I, I like this as a three one or a three two. I just think that Ultra have a lot of fight in them, uh, for sure. But I definitely see Thieves being the favorites in both hard points. So maybe it's like a a Thieves Ultra Ultra Thieves, and then we go to a game five. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I think I kind of want to go with my original four games, just because I do think it yeah. goes to a fifth game. I, I would actually probably lean ultra in a game five. If this series gets pushed right uh, because of yeah, the composure. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, these are also going to be a very composed team uh, because they're a bunch of veterans. I think if this was like a ultra versus Ravens, I would maybe have a little more confidence in like the inexperience of Ravens and then the composure of ultra. Uh, but thieves are very experienced. I'm pretty high on thieves coming to this event. So mm-hmm. I'll mark down three, one and we can jump yeah, that, down to the elimination. And we've got, I mean, this created some very intriguing matchups uh, in our elimination bracket. Ooh, we got a good one coming up. Uh, these matches are all happening on Friday, it looks like. Uh, first one being Boston versus Florida. This is a tight match, in my opinion. Uh, is there any way you're leaning on this one? 
I don't know. Obviously, um, Florida, the team starting in losers here. Also, I, I forgot to mention something to no, uh, to note. I'm not 100% sure on this, but I believe it's true. I'm scrolling up to the top of the bracket. Uh, for those of you watching uh, on uh, on YouTube right now, I believe that the higher seed gets to pick the control in every single uh, yes. series. They're the higher seeds. There's no coin flip. So that's something to note. Like, FaZe gets to straight up pick the control in every match they're in, except I believe in the grand finals, it comes to whoever the higher seed gets to veto the one hard point they don't play since you have to play every search map every control and then every one but one hard point since there's so few maps in the game so the only advantage they get is they get to veto the one hard point map they get to pick what map they don't want to play uh but then so like optic phase london and thieves are all get to choose the control map uh in that first round so that's that's a big advantage uh you get to guarantee choose that control map don't have to worry about the coin toss uh so in this one boston obviously would get to choose the control because they're the higher seed come from winners but yeah all right what were you saying about boston florida where are you feeling i would it be crazy to think that i'm leaning florida uh it's not crazy i think that they just have some weird thing about them where they're putting up really good numbers we kind of highlighted last week in our rundown of uh you know we were kind of diving into stats a little bit and we were like hey florida's got a lot of players that are up there and you know uh dave is like really high up there too but we didn't put him on our list uh but yeah i i don't know boston gets the advantage of having played a match and then they come down to losers so you got to kind of give them you know they'll have some control pick yeah 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 but boston again isn't the best control team as well but maybe that plays into their into their advantage where they get to pick the map that they want to play well I'm not sure what Florida's record is on the control maps either, but I, I actually mm-hmm. think it's a huge advantage in this series because of Florida's triple AR stack. Uh, Boston can get Gavitu out of there and play Tuscan. Yeah. I think that plays to Boston's favor with uh, TJ cap and Nero. all being able to use subs and Florida, as we know, struggling with pace and being able to use subs. So I think the control advantage in the series is actually massive for Boston being able to get that three AR map out of there. Yeah. I don't so, know. I don't know. I'm going to, just throw it out there and I'll lean Florida in a three one. I don't know. Three one okay. sounds about right. Okay. I'm not opposed to Florida. I was actually leaning Boston this one because I think Boston might have a chance to win this and win another match. Just because I don't know. I like I like Boston's ceiling with their two rookies. I really think they could have pop off events. Uh but I do like what you were saying about Florida, how they have so many guys with such good stats, they're just not producing it into wins right now. Although at the same time, we also saw them kind of dominate Seattle in that final match. So just just like all the other years, it's like, wow, Florida, what are we going to get? A team that can beat top teams or a team that's going to get beat by Paris where they like couldn't beat Paris last year. Uh, it's I don't know. It's it's a brutal one to predict. Um, I don't know. I am leading Boston, but if you're not feeling good about Boston, I'm good with going Florida because I also could see Florida winning this. Yeah, it's not that I'm not feeling good about Boston. So much is just that I don't know. Just something about Florida says that they're gonna win a match. All right, I'll put Florida in there for a three-one, but that—that's one I'm nervous on. That's a toss-up match to me. I could really see Boston getting that, and I—I th- I think if uh, Boston's able to win that, they might make a little run, win a couple matches. Uh, next match, Surge versus Paris. Uh, this one I think is maybe a little more interesting than we thought because we get to see a new Paris roster at the very least. Uh, so that'll be something interesting to note. 
uh, maybe puts a little wrench in the plans for Seattle as they don't get to maybe study as much film because a little bit of a new team, maybe some new strats being brought in. Uh, Paris is going to have forever to just basically just work on uh, a map pool. They want to get a map set they want to get. They get gravity in there. Uh, they're a team that now gets even better on a map like Gavitu. They're already pretty decent at Gavitu control. Uh, they now get better because they have uh, gravity temp and fellow who can all run ARs very well. Um, let John roam. And uh, as we know, John is like top two or three in uh, control KD this year. That's the one game mode he's really excelled in. So I think this is a more interesting match than people maybe think. I'm definitely still leading Seattle, but I actually think this one might go the distance. I think this might be a three, two, like Seattle's been ice cold. I think it might get a little interesting. Uh, I'm thinking Paris takes at least one, one map here, but I am going Seattle. Yeah. I'm going to go Seattle three, one. Um, okay. I'll put that down. I, I could definitely see it the three the three two happening though. Um and and Paris may not be good, but once again, Temp, John, Fellow, these are veterans on land. Uh and like you said, the crowd noise, John and uh Temp and Fellow are not getting affected by any crowd noise. Fellow is historically like all of his teams suck online, like historically, and every single time he goes to a land, he places top four. I don't think Paris is going to play his top four here, but that's like the history of his career is his teams always get better on land and they don't lose search and destroy on land. Uh, so that's, that's why I think this match is a little more interesting than people think. I won't be shocked if Paris comes out and finds a way to win this unless optic falls down here, because I don't think optic is going to get double first rounded uh, in their own major by Paris. But if it is surge down here, I, I do think Paris actually have somewhat of a chance to win, but yeah, I'll, I'll agree with the surge three one and we can move them on. All right. Now we get to talk about Kyle's team. Uh, my opinion, based on the matches we created down here, the best losers bracket match uh, for this this round one, Gorillas versus Rocker. Uh, we talked pretty highly about Gorillas. Talked about potentially having them win in that first round. Uh, probably the favorite in this match over Minnesota. Obviously, they get to pick the control because they are the higher seed. I don't know though. I, I'm definitely leading LAG in this series because I do think they are well, really the better team. But it's two veteran teams. Uh, it'll be interesting to see them play each other. I think uh, Minnesota has the clear search and destroy advantage, but Gorillas have the clear respawn advantage. Uh, I also think that Gorillas are not a terrible search team, although the record says they are. I think that they could find a way to win one. But I'm leading Gorillas. I think this is a another three one because I do tend to favor Minnesota if this would go Matt five. But I'm thinking Gorillas three one here. Yeah, unfortunately, I do agree with you here. Um, you know, I, I just don't think that this is uh, the start that Minnesota had, like, you know, envisioned for themselves in a perfect world, you know, starting in losers. Um, and then, you know, obviously facing up against this tough LAG team. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to agree with you in the 3-1. Uh, I think that they'll go back to the drawing board, though. Rocker, you know, obviously they, they won't get to play another match. Um, if they do end up losing this one and, uh, yeah, I just, uh, would hope that they're able to turn around their respawn because that seems to be what's really holding them back is, uh, you know, at least converting these, you know, respawn numbers into wins because we've seen them have like decent slang potential. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think this is more credit to uh, how good of a team LAG is, though. I don't think that Rocker is ever a team to roll over and play dead, though. Uh, so no, I, you could expect a fight here um, because obviously, you know, Rocker do have a lot of you know veteran presence and you know land leadership on their team and land know how they're able to handle the noise and stuff. So it, we really have two veteran teams, veteran you know ish teams going up against each other. So 
I oh, think this is sure. this, this totally has the makings of like a, a back and forth duel. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Minnesota is able to win this. Then they just beat LAG recently when LAG blew the series. Uh, mm-hmm. And Minnesota is a team that will force you to blow the series because they're clutch and they'll make plays when it matters. They'll have hard point comebacks. They'll clutch up and search. Like Minnesota can 100% win this series. That's why I I'm calling it the best series of this losers round one. If the matchups go the way that we predicted them to, this is the best series in my opinion. Uh, but we can move LAG on three one. But this is certainly uh, certainly going to be a good match. I can easily see it going five games for sure. I think the reason that we probably both are picking it in four is because I think we favor Minnesota in a fifth game, and I th- I think we both think LAG are the better team. So picking a three one, uh, moving down to our final match of elimination round one, Toronto versus Subliners, a matchup that is crazy to think is happening in losers round one. Uh, obviously, Subliners have been really downright horrible this year, but Crazy to think this is happening in round one because uh, round one of losers and one of these teams is going to go home uh, without winning a match uh, in this bracket because I mean these are two teams coming to the year that we expected to be towards the top uh, with Kerb and Clay and then obviously Ultra returning their roster. I'm definitely leaning Ultra here. I think it'd be pretty crazy to pick subliners, although it's Kerb and Clay on land uh, and Hydra is disgusting at this game. So you, you never know something crazy could happen. Crazier things have happened on land, but I'm definitely leaning Ultra here. Uh, I'm okay with, I'm thinking 3-0, territory. I don't think this goes the distance, but I wouldn't be shocked if, if Krim and Clay are able to win a map. It'd, be, it'd definitely be the first time in their history that uh, those two would go to a land and not win a map if they do get 3 would Yeah, I wonder if this is their longest uh, combined hardpoint winless streak oh, in their gotta careers. Be. <laughs> gotta be. Nine um, games? <laughs> yeah, so I would... Uh, Definitely agree that they're gonna get three one. I'll, okay. I'll I'll give I'll some respect. That. I'll give some respect and give them and the as, control. The control maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, as, like, as crazy as, as it sounds, like they could find a way to push this series a distance because it is such a veteran team. But uh, there's just no way I'm feeling confident enough to pick them over a team. Like if we would have dropped uh, like a breach down to here, maybe like breach would drop down to here. Uh, maybe surge i could have i could have seen a way especially uh with subliners finding a way to beat breach already once like i could have maybe found a way to give them a series but i mean i'm not going to be completely shocked because they do have the veteran players and the mvp candidate like hydra if they win but there's just no way i'm willing to pick them over ultra who we know are like as rock solid as it comes and pretty steady all right you ready to move on to our second mm-hmm. round i think we'll probably do the elimination round move those on then go back up to winners the second elimination round the the two matches we have here uh going back up to the top of the elimination elimination side of things we've got florida versus surge battle of the two the two ocean the two c teams uh ah this is a weird one to me i i didn't have too much confidence in florida for the first round so i i think i definitely lean surge here although we saw Florida absolutely take it to Surge in their recent match. They dominated them. It wasn't close. But I do think Surge are going to find a way to ice up. I think Surge team composition makes a lot more sense. I flat out really think they're the better team. Uh, I think Surge are going to start rolling here, maybe carry some momentum and get back to a little bit of the form we saw them early on. Uh, I think I'm once again going to lean. You know what? Actually, I'm going to lean 3-2 here. I think I think it's going to be close just because of the nature that uh surgery with their struggling but i think this could be a momentum series they clutch up in a game five maybe get something rolling to potentially try to make a run deeper but i'm definitely definitely going surge here that was that's funny because i was leaning surge 3-0 i, I think they're gonna <laughs> really start to pick up a head of steam here 
That's, um, I, I think so as well, but I thought it could be through a game five. But you know what? Yeah. We haven't picked any three O's. I'm willing to go three O because I do believe in Surge if you want to do that. Yeah, I mean, there has to be at least a three O somewhere. Oh, for sure. There's going to be one in round one. Yeah. We just didn't pick yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be crazy to see Surge just come out with like dummy, crazy numbers again. Like mm-hmm. they, they like fifty point club or something. You know, just something crazy where like the team just isn't able to get a foothold in the map or something. So, I, uh, I could see that definitely happening. Uh, maybe it's written in the stars. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't see a way Florida really has to to take this series, let alone maybe even a map. I don't know. Yeah. Uh. I marked down Surge 3 for that one. Uh, one thing that's interesting to note, I'm looking back at our first round, we did pick the favorite in every single series, except we picked Florida over Boston in the losers round one. So going to be some crazy upsets that happen on our bracket because it never goes that way, but ah, whatever. We'll move on to these these elimination round two matches. Pick Surge over Florida to move them on to the limb round three. Now in a limb round two, we've got a very good team that is going to be knocked out, finishing, what is that, top eight? There's going to be a very, very, very good team finishing top eight because we have Gorillas versus Ultra down here in elimination round two. That is a gauntlet of a match. In my opinion, these are two teams that I think, I personally think LAG could win that London match and Toronto could obviously win their first match against LA Thieves. I think between these two teams, one of them has a very good chance to finish top four, depending on how the bracket goes, especially if LAG or Ultra are able to win that first match. I think one of these two teams will be finishing top four this event. Just the way that our bracket's shaking out, it might not look like it. Uh, but one of these teams is going to be there, in my opinion. Uh, so who do you think's who do you think's moving on in this one? LAG versus Ultra. Ah, uh, this is tough. It, it, this totally has like you know, it's another heavyweight bout down here in losers. Uh, I really side with my Ultra guys. Uh, they're not yeah. really my guys. I'm not going to say they're my guys, but. Um, I it's hard to doubt that it's hard to doubt them on LAN uh, losing two straight matches um, just because we saw them do it all last year and I'm going based on like a lot of their results last year and stuff and how consistent they were uh, God I really want to go bold here with LAG but Ultra yeah. are the smart pick I think the yeah. bold pick for LAG would have been picking them in the first match uh, yeah. to not even drop to not even drop down um you know that's another debate for a revisionist bracket, um, but uh, Ultra, I I just gotta go with. I think Ultra is the safer pick too. Um, I do think they are. I just and, know we're gonna get screwed by going so safe and, and everything. Yeah, and and maybe that's why I'm bailing out a little bit with this pick. Um, but it's hard to th- it's hard to imagine Ultra losing this one. Uh, I'll go Ultra if we go five games because I think this okay. is gonna be. Okay, I'll yeah, you know, I'll, I'll give Ultra a three-two. Okay, we can move Ultra on and then go back up to winners. But that is a match that That's I really brutal. the two LA teams for some reason I feel are gonna make deep runs in this tournament. So I just feel really weird having LAG out. So we're gonna do this as like a podcast bracket. But when I make my personal bracket, I might have LAG make a make a deep run. But I, I don't mind that because it's very hard to pick against Ultra to have them get eliminated that early as well because we've seen them have so much so much success since this roster formed and insight came in for methods going up to the top though we've got the match of the weekend up to this point in terms of uh this will probably be the most viewed match in the cdl up to this point going back up to winners round two it is phase optic uh the match probably everybody wants they always seem to have a chance to match up and it never happens so one of them will probably get upset we just somehow won't see this match but we've got phase optic 
Uh, a couple weeks ago, this would have been a phase three Oh, but optics looked really hot. Uh, I really feel like if you were, this is odd, but if you were giving me phase or the field, uh, which is definitely what the bet would be, I'm taking the field in this event. I just really feel like there are four or five teams that I think are close enough to phases level that I could see them winning. Uh, I just don't think phase are the absolute dominant force. They are definitely the favorite. But I just don't think they're the dominant force. I think this is going to be a really close series. Optics definitely going to have the crowd on their side. They're at home. Uh, if they roll surge and they're able to roll this match, uh, I guess I'll go out and say it. If, if Optic does win this match, I think they're going to win the event. Uh, if they roll through this match, I just don't know if I can pick them to win it. Uh, what are you thinking here? This is this has uh, a deep series written all over it to me, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just tough. Um, because we, we've seen so much so much disappointment with Optic in recent years with like, you know, the big match comes to them and then they just kind of flatline. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tough. Uh, I don't know. My gut says that I want to. I'll just pick phase, but uh, I I agree with the deep series. I uh, it's definitely something that you know we, we want to see. Like you know, a long series. You know, like a long hard point round eleven searches, round five controls. You know, we don't want to see anything too dominant. Uh, you know, just for the storylines and stuff. Uh, but I could definitely also, you know, I could convince myself easily into an optic, you know, just recent <laughs> run of form. I could convince myself into optic winning this as well. That's kind of where I'm at. I like, just, this think, is, I don't know. Yeah. I'm it, whatever the three, two is just give me whatever you want there because I'm, I'm honestly fine with picking optic or phase. Uh, I totally agree that phase versus the field. I'm, I'd probably side with the field. Which is, you know, it's funny we're saying that, like, because that just shows how dominant phase is. That it's like, you know, phase of the field, like, we're picking the field. We normally wouldn't, because normally it's always phase. But, like, last year you pick phase almost every event if you were given phase versus the field. Uh, mm-hmm. But this year, I don't know. I I was leaning optic when I saw this series because of recent form. I know phase are so consistent, but at some point, phase are going to lose in a winner's round early. And based on optic's recent form and how we always see them win a, win a match, uh, I want to lean optic three, two here. I think they're going to get over that hump. I think we saw them get over the ultra hump uh, that they haven't been able to get over. And then they had a clutch match versus breach uh, where they needed to win to get a better seat. And honestly, it helped them a lot because they didn't have to play ultra uh, or gorillas early on. They get a a cold surge team. I think optics going to win this one Uh, homeland. I want to go three, two just because I feel like at some point phase is going to fall down early. Now, that doesn't mean I don't think FaZe might come back and maybe beat Optic in like a, a grand final or loser final later on because I still think uh, if they play again, it'll be very tough for Optic to beat them twice. But I really want to move Optic on uh, in this one because I think we got to go bold on some picks. I don't think we have gone too bold. So I think I want to move them move them on and put FaZe on a loser's run. Are you willing to go Optic 3-2? That's fine with me. All right. I'm going to put them 3-2. I think... I think most people are going to pick phase here and i just want to go bold because i do think uh as the year goes on phase might start to dominate this matchup so i think if there's a time to pick phase to lose early it, it's this major um we're gonna move optic on three two some of you might be shocked with that but i don't know as as the year goes on usually we solidify things more but early on that first major is always the most crazy one uh and phase has got to lose at some point they haven't lost a, a regular season series yet all right the other winners match to go to the winners finals Thieves Ravens. Uh, 
I know the Ravens are my boys. I'm leaning thieves here. I think this heart, the hard points in this series are going to be some of the best hard points we watch, though. Uh, thieves, obviously, right now, the best hard point team in the game. London, the best team at breaking hills in hard point. Uh, they have that crazy stat everybody's talking about where they like don't rotate, but they have the best break percentage. So that's how they're winning hard points. I think that's going to get to them, though. I think thieves are going to be the better team in hard points. I think we're going to see London be better in search. I think this series is going to come down to the control, to be honest with you, because I think it'll be a 1-1 split going into that map three. I think this series is really going to depend on that control. Uh, I'm definitely leaning Thieves here because I was pretty confident in Thieves getting out of that first round, but very hesitant on London even winning that first match. So I'm leaning Thieves here, but expecting a very good series with a lot of submachine gun firepower. So, yeah, I, I, I want to go with Thieves here. Uh is this a series? Is this a case where, like, you know, if it gets pushed to a game five, then it's like, oh man, I'm going to give the edge to to uh, to Ravens here? I don't think um, so. I think if it goes game five, I, I maybe would give them an edge, but I don't think it's like one of those where, like, I'm not willing to put it game five because I think that Ravens are better. Like, Thieves are a veteran team. I could very easily see them clutching up a game five. Yeah. I don't know. I, this could, uh, just give me Thieves in the 3 1. Okay. I'll take that. Uh, I, uh, that's kind of what my gut is telling me right now. All right. I marked it down. Uh, I don't disagree with that at all. I just really like Thieves in that matchup. Uh, and oh my God, are we set up with some bangers in our losers, losers bracket here. First one in this elimination round three, Ravens drop down to play Surge. Uh, in my opinion, I think Ravens are going to be motivated. I think they're going to come down. I want to pick a 3 Uh We got to pick some more 3 I think. And I think Ravens are the better team. Definitely could see it going longer, but uh, I'm fully on Ravens here to win this match. But I think 3-0 or 3-1 for the side of the Ravens. Yeah, it has to be a 3-1. I can't. I don't know. We were just talking about Surge getting up ahead of steam here. Uh, Yeah. 3-0-ing their last match. I I don't know. I'm fine picking Ravens to be motivated and, you know, kind of begin a loser's run. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. But I just can't see it being a rollover 3-0. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I'll, I'll go Ravens. For it. Yeah, I'll go Ravens. But give me at least a map for surge here. All right, I put it in a little three-one, three-one action for the Ravens to move them on. Next match we've got got a classic grand finals matchup from champs last year. We got Phase Ultra. Uh, I'm definitely leading Phase here. I know we had them lose early on, but. Um, we're either getting optic ultra or phase ultra down here in our bracket. This bottom part of the bracket is l- going to be brutal no matter what way it goes. Cause we either have, uh, Toronto or thieves coming down into round one or LAG or Ravens. And then it's probably going to be like LAG ultra. Like we have it. And then phase or optic are coming down. Like this bottom half of the losers bracket is the place that you don't want to be. The top half includes Boston, Florida, Seattle, Paris, and that's their run through, uh, that top half is where you want to get dropped to if you're in losers, which is why like London maybe has that favorable matchup if they drop down or thieves, if they're the team that drops down, but we've got phase versus ultra here. I'm leaning phase. Uh, I actually want to put this one at a three, two, because when these teams play, it's always fireworks. It's always uh, a tough matchup, but I think in the end phase are the better team and are in better form right now. So I'm leaning phase in a three, two. I don't know what you're thinking. Yeah. Phase ultra. Uh, I think phase are going to be pissed that they got knocked out of winners. Uh, yeah. I don't think sure. it's going to go. I don't think it's going to go three, two. I think it's going to be a three, one to phase. Um, okay. 
I'm willing to do that. I because I, I really do feel confident that Phase are going to win. I and I would agree yeah. with you. I, I could see them coming out with the absolute firepower and just dominating because they are pissed that they're down here and they're not getting back to back losses in my opinion. So I'll put in a Phase three one and we can move them on to play Ravens. Uh in the elimination semifinals, winner goes on to top three and losers finals. Uh, I don't know where you're leaning here. Do you think Ravens are going to be able to pull off a big up, upset? I think it's going to be a, a phase win here. Yeah, I, I unfortunately this might be where Ravens have to bow out. Hey, top um, four though that'd be that'd be a pretty solid finish. Yeah, worth. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I phase. Give me phase like another. Three one. I know it's a cop out map count, but a three one. Let's just go. Comes. Yeah, I was gonna say let's go bold and go three zero, but we yeah, can go. I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be opposed to a three zero. Uh, let's put it down to go bold. Although right. I do think it's it's crazy because I think the Ravens are very good. I think if it is a three zero, it's three close maps. But we got to pick a couple three zeros in here. Uh, and I do think despite the fact we may have phase dropping down, it's because they're playing in my opinion, like the second or third best team in the game optic. Uh, but I don't think that means that phase is going to just bow out. I think they're going to make, make a run here. The first time they're really tested with that roster to make a loser's run. Uh, now up in the top here, we've got optic versus thieves in the winners finals. Um, double points match here on on the website i don't know where you're leaning with us with this one i'm gonna kind of let you go first because i feel pretty confident in the team i'm picking in this one uh thieves optic gonna be a bloodbath in the heart points i honestly as weird as it sounds because they haven't been this team recently i'm giving the edge to optic and the search and destroys in this series uh in my opinion but where are you leaning on this one i i kind of think thieves might upset optic here okay um, i'm I on say, the same page I say up- I say upset in the sense that it's going to be like a massive, massive letdown for the home crowd because then Optic would have to go down and play Faith in a loser's final. Um, oh man, but I just, I kind of think, I kind of like Thieves as the spoiler villain bad guy role here um, because obviously Optic beating Phase, you would just think that, oh, it's just a clear path to the you know, we'll just waltz to the to the grand final, but I think thieves are going to play spoiler here. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, it's just to me, it comes down to map count. Uh, uh, screw it. G- give me a game five. I don't. I don't care. Uh, okay. A game four hey. or a game five. Um, we'll do three two just because I think this is going to be a very close series. But I I would agree. I was leaning thieves all the way on this one. I feel very confident in their team. They tend to, in their history, since Hunter T was really, I technically first founded in BO3, but when they were really, really founded with a good team in BO4, they've always had Optic's number. Uh, seems like every clutch situation, they find a way to take out Optic. Uh, and Kenny was always the big factor in a lot of those matches in Black Ops 4. He was kind of the guy making some plays and clutch plays in those. Octane was also around for those matchups, so a lot of that team is around. Um, I definitely, I'm definitely leaning Thieves here. I like 3-2. I also, I guess technically it is an upset because they're they're the team uh, that technically is the underdog. They're the lower seed. Or I guess no, Thieves is the higher seed. Uh, I completely forgot that Optics 3-2 and two and Thieves is 4-1, and one, so Thieves do get the advantage of picking the control. I was thinking for some reason it was the other way around that Optic got the advantage, but no, now that this is flipping, this makes me even think more Thieves because Thieves is going to play Gava 2 hard, or Gava 2 control, and I think they have a pretty significant advantage 
uh, over Optic on that one because I think with Kenny Octane draws on the ARs, I think that's a pretty significant advantage. Uh, pretty much just gun skill wise, I think Dashy's obviously good on the AR, but I think Illy and then Scump using a third AR is just kind of awkward. Uh, he just never has an AR in his hands. He can definitely do it, but uh, I think Gavitu is like the map that thieves are like untouchable on. Everybody says they like don't want to play it on him, uh, play them on it, but they're gonna get to choose it for the control, so that's gonna make things a little tough for optics. So I think thieves definitely is gonna be able to take the control. So uh, I'm leaning three two thieves. We'll put that in there, uh, and then we'll go down to our elimination finals: optic versus phase rematch. You think optic can beat him for a second time? You think phase is gonna take him out? It's hard to beat a team twice, as we've, as I've said, at least. Uh, optic phase, losers final. Um, you think Optic's going to hit that winners final? Finally, be on their way to making the first grand grand finals appearance since uh, Modern Warfare, and then just lose two in a row. <laughs> I don't know. That's tough. Because uh, I, I, I will say to take some of the pressure off you, I do think. Uh, phase will be able to take this one i, I yeah. feel like optic definitely like i'm not ruling them out at all wouldn't be shocked if this series comes up in elimination finals wouldn't be shocked if optic's able to win it but it's gonna be pretty hard for me to pick against phase twice first optic uh i do not doubt that optic can win this though but i lean phase here i almost want to go another three two because i do really respect optic and i think that they're one of the few teams that can go toe-to-toe and respawn with phase I feel like they're going to find a way to win two of those first four maps, but I think FaZe will edge them out and kind of clutch up. Double game fives for Optic, Heartbreakers, but I think they'll show a lot of promise. Yeah, I was going to say 3-1 or 3-2. All right. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll go FaZe. Depends on the 3-2. And then yeah. we'll go to our, our grand finals, where we've got Thieves versus FaZe. Uh, I like the way our bracket shaped out because... Uh, I do think that Thieves, FaZe, and Optic are the top three teams in the game right now in whatever order you want to throw them in. And then uh, I like that our fourth team is maybe more of a dark horse because I feel like a lot of people are saying like Ultra or maybe an LAG team. I feel like London is a little bit of a dark horse because people aren't expecting an Atlanta experience. So I do like them finishing fourth as the dark horse, but we've got Thieves, FaZe, I believe in the best of nine, the only advantage they get is Thieves get to choose the one hard point they don't play. Um in the series we know they're going to play Gavutu uh because that's Thieves really strong map which is a huge advantage because Thieves like that is their favorite map they say nobody wants to challenge on it and we know FaZe technically doesn't really like that map uh so I really think that Thieves are going to be able to take the Gavutu control and the Gavutu hard points I'm giving them a minimum of two maps I think they'll probably veto out Bocage because FaZe has been like a dominant Bocage team and Thieves has struggled on it so I think that gives Thieves another advantage uh you can kind of see a trend of where I'm going with this but uh, I'm kind of with aches. I'm thinking thieves in the finals. I'm going to be honest with you. I said I'd take the field if it was given. I think FaZe are probably still the favorites despite the fact they don't get the map veto advantage. Uh, but I think the fact that these are going to be able to choose what hardpoint they get out and they're going to get to play double Gavitus as long as the series goes long enough to uh, where that Gavitu control is. Uh, and I guess where the hardpoint is as well. Uh, I'm thinking thieves in the finals, but I obviously wouldn't be shocked uh if you wanted to go atlanta because they probably are the favorite yeah i i I just need to be bold and go with thieves here uh give me give me give me like phase with a chip on their shoulder now having like if, if this comes to fruition and they do uh you know come out in second second place in this uh in this first land it'll definitely be like a 
like kind of like an oh crap moment maybe not like obviously not a panic moment but you know them kind of getting bopped in the grand final uh you know it would be a new dynamic to have them like playing from like quote unquote behind so i'm i'm totally down with giving thieves uh <laughs> major one winners i i love it I, I i really love thieves as a as an org as well so oh yeah uh it's definitely one i can get behind um I, I like it though. Give me thieves. I don't know what the map count would be, uh, like a five three maybe. Like we go all the way to a game eight. Yeah, I I will. I hundred percent, regardless of where this one goes. Uh, I one hundred percent think this is going to be a long series. Like it's not going to be like a five one, regardless of who wins. I do think that thieves are uh, are so good in hard point that they're not going to lay down, and phase are so good in control and search that they're not going to lay down. So. I think five three is a good way to go. I think five three thieves. One thing I really do think is a is a big deal is the fact that thieves have that veto advantage and they're going to get to play double gavitus. Like that is a big deal because of how good they are on that map. I think that's almost a locked and loaded two map wins for them. Just a matter of can they find three other map wins before phase finds them. Uh, I guess we'll find out. I, I do think this is a very good chance to be the finals. Obviously, it could not be. Uh, very. I could see optic being in here. I could see ultra London. Like like I said, we were talking about phase versus the field. I don't know if you want to list uh, the teams that you're thinking like are in that like field discussion. I mean, for me, I'm going to scroll back over so we can see like the first round. We can see more teams, but there you can see it. We pick phase five, three over Atlanta in the finals. I like it going a little bold, but going back to that, like where you've got this phase versus the field discussion uh, in this top part of the bracket, I think optic are definitely a team that's poised to be one of the favorites in this tournament. Uh, I'm saying uh, along with phase, I think that London they're four and one. We got to respect their chance to win. I think Thieves and Ultra, who play each other, one of them's guaranteed to be in winners round two. I think both of them are legit contenders. I even think uh, a team like LAG is a dark horse, and Seattle's a dark horse. Uh, then you go into the losers bracket. I really don't think anybody starting in losers has much of a chance. Besides, uh, you can maybe say Rocker have that dark horse potential if their search and destroy can get like red hot. Uh, but that's when we're talking phase versus the field. I really think between. Uh, surge ravens gorillas thieves and ultra i can see all of them in the perfect storm finding a way to win the tournament especially since they're all starting in winners yeah i won't be shocked i totally agree with your field analysis there um and i i think i really do think that major one is the time to strike against a you know make a run stack some points against a uh you know kind of like uh (laughs) going to use a star wars analogy but it's kind of like uh you know attacking the death star with like the the one little <laughs> vulnerable weakness or something it's like yeah. you, you might as well do it now because you know phase isn't gonna sit complacent and, and not improve um and but you know all, you the, all these teams get, get that one seed advantage over them early on yeah and all these teams are gonna improve um not to say that you know phase would be the only one to improve over the season but um Maybe major one is the best because obviously, like we're saying, like even in our analysis, our amateur analysis here, we're like, you know, there's so many teams like the field and yada, 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 um, that, you know, why not go out and just tell yourself you're going to, you can win this first LAN and really like cement yourself as one of the best teams. And obviously like the best team, if you win this first LAN. So yeah, I, I don't see why one of these field teams can't win. And, you know, like we said, we're picking thieves here. So, yeah. One other thing I maybe want to discuss with this bracket, 
of the teams that we maybe had losing in the first round. So only teams that aren't eligible for this are Phase, Optic, Ravens, and Thieves, because those are the ones we had uh, winning in the winners round one. So between Breach, Surge, uh, Gorillas, Ultra, uh, and then the losers teams, Florida, Paris, uh, Minnesota, and Subliners. What Dark Horse team, since they're all technically the underdogs in their first match, what Dark Horse team uh, do you see as the team that you kind of are having your eye on to maybe make a top four run? Uh, I'll tell you right away, mine's LAG. Yeah. I feel like Ultra are also a pick a lot of people are going to say, but I just think Ultra's first round matchup with Thieves is brutal, and obviously both of us have some confidence in Thieves as we pick them to win the major. Um, I, I feel like I have my eye on LAG. I just really feel like they have a very good chance to beat Ravens, and that's going to come down to the fact that they play Thieves, and if they're able to to beat the Thieves, which I think they would have a chance to do, uh, they're going to be poised to have the bracket that Thieves had, which technically that that whole bottom side of the bracket as you move on is maybe a little bit easier. Uh, and that's where thieves uh, or LAG will find themselves. I feel like if LAG is able to win that winner's round run uh, winners round one, they could make a run, find themselves in a top four situation. So they're, they're kind of my dark horse team for the weekend. Um, I would maybe say Seattle, but I feel like they start off with a brutal match against optic. And even if they're able to win that, they then play phase. They got a pretty tough draw. Uh, so I don't know. You're you're agreeing with that? You're thinking LAG is kind of your dark horse team? I feel like a lot of yeah. people are saying that. Yeah, more so just because uh, of like what it would set them up for, um, you know, or what what they get set up with, I should say, uh, with a win in the first round. You know, uh, like you said, Surge really have a tough draw of it, and uh, you know, the other team I was thinking maybe would be like a breach. You know, maybe they catch fire, or they figure something out. Uh, I, I like that pick because I think they have a chance to beat Florida, then beat Surge mm-hmm. in the losers bracket. Yeah, so I'm, I definitely think that you can't write off breach, even though like we kind of just hand like at least maybe I kind of just hand waved them. Uh, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want that to sound like coming off because i was you know people will forget just a few weeks ago i was very high on, on boston yeah you were ready to on, get them towards based, the top six conversation yeah based on scrim intel man he he led me down a <laughs> dark path um i don't think the boston is actually like i think they are still that that top eight verge for sure i mean they're yeah. they're in the eighth seed right now that's that's exactly where where i pin boston as about the ninth eighth ninth team that's where they mm-hmm. are uh and to be honest, full transparency, this is our combined bracket where we pick together. If I make a personal bracket, I think I might have Boston beat Florida and then beat Surge and make a run to elimination round three. Make a little, they lose the first match to phase and then make a little mini run, maybe win two match in losers. Uh, I don't know. I, I could definitely see them making a run. It's just, like you said, they play phase in the first round, so it's very hard to pick them uh, to be the team that's going to make a run. A lot, a lot of that depends. Like, I think Boston has dark horse potential, but when your first round matchup is phase, uh, very tough to say that you're going to make a deep run. Cause you're almost guaranteed to be knocked into losers immediately. Um, any other teams you want to keep your eye on besides the teams we have moving on, or you want to jump into down bad sports one of the week and wrap this thing up. Can you just read off the teams one more time for us that we have to possibly make like that dark horse run? Uh, I mean, I think every underdog in the winners yeah. side, which is breach surge gorillas and ultra. Cause technically I would say you can't consider phase optic London or thieves as underdogs. 
uh, or right. as like because they are the top four seeds. So I, I think you can't really consider them underdogs, even if London is maybe in that situation. So they're mm-hmm. kind of exempt. But it's our winners teams, Boston, Seattle, LAG, Ultra, and then our losers bracket teams, Florida, Paris, Rocker and New York. Um, I really would I like, like to it. say New York is a random dark horse team, but they have to play the loser of Thieves Ultra. So, yeah, I, I don't know. The only other team I would see is, uh, you know, like I think we've harbored on it for a while is Ultra just because of like what we've seen them be able to do. Oh, for uh, sure. And we're picking Thieves to win, but Thieves could very easily lose in round one. Yeah. To Ultra. So. Like, that's a very that's a very big possibility. I, I, I actually will say that's a good point that you bring up. I think the winner of the Thieves Ultra match is going to make a run uh, to winner's finals. Pretty much. Uh, unless yeah, LAG yeah. finds a way to win, I, I, like I said, I could see them making it. But I think there's a very, very, very high chance that whoever wins that Thieves Ultra match is finds themselves in winner's finals. Guaranteed top three. Uh, because I, I feel like Ultra moving on, playing LAG and Ravens. Obviously, we favor them over LAG because we did pick them to beat LAG and losers in our bracket. But uh, I do think Thieves Ultra winner that match probably finds themselves finishing top three. So they're they're definitely a good pick. Just they draw the unfortunate circumstance of playing the team that we have winning it all. Uh, if you don't want to discuss anything else with the bracket, though, we can jump into down bad sports home of the week and hop on out of here and get people uh, all ready to watch the major. Yeah. All right. Um, you got anything for down bad sports home of the week? I actually saw something, uh, a little highlight that I wanted to mention. I saw Kelly Olinick on the Pistons hit a little fadeaway game winner. <laughs> uh, you actually hit me with a nostalgia bomb on the timeline when you posted that uh, that Pistons. Uh, what's his, what's their announcer's name? Legendary Mason. announcer. Mason. Yeah. When you posted that, uh, one of my earliest basketball memories, like my first favorite team, actually, like back when the Bucks were terrible, I never had actually watched a Bucks game. I was like in love with Chauncey Billups. He was like my favorite player, like probably maybe arguably my first ever favorite athlete. Besides, I really think Jerry Rice was uh, back when I first started watching football. But like Chauncey I'm, Billups I'm was probably my pumping over here so hard. <laughs> Chauncey Billups is probably my first ever favorite basketball player, maybe first ever favorite athlete. I used to like when I played basketball in the driveway with my cousin, he like loved that Pistons team, too. And uh, like basically when I was younger, he was like my older brother that I like copied everything. So like from him, I kind of like picked up liking that Pistons team. And I had a Rashid Wallace jersey. I had a I have a Rip <laughs> Hamilton on like the old like that teal blue Pistons. Oh my god! Now this thing is like for a five year old. So like if I put it on now, it'd be like a bra basically. Uh, but I still have all those old Pistons jerseys. When I was like shooting, I would literally act like I was Chauncey Billups in the driveway. Like this is my first team. So when you posted that, uh, I guess this isn't really a down bad moment. This is my sports over the week. I want to talk about when you posted that. I got hit with the nostalgia. Like me and my cousin <laughs> used to announce just like that with like the ba 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 Ben. We used to always yeah. say that, oh and like God. that was my favorite, like my first favorite basketball team. Now, obviously, I am a Bucks fan now, but like when the Bucks were so terrible back in the day, like playoffs come on, I'm like Rasheed Wallace. This guy's getting a tech and I'm going to cheer for him while he's getting his tech. Uh, and I absolutely love that team. So I know they're technically rivals, but like whenever the Pistons are like playing, like if they are able to get back to glory, I'm always going to kind of be cheering for them uh, as long as they're not playing the Bucks. Uh, <laughs> but so when you posted that, that was like a nostalgia blast for me because I was in love with that team as a young kid. Yeah, I guess I'll continue. I'll give a little monologue on the same deal, deal because for me, it was kind of like a it was a mixed bag of you know every once in a while that that video will come on the timeline and uh 
know, I, I kind of, can't, I quote tweeted it. I was like, you know, uh, I gave the old, uh, the Andy Bernard office yeah. quote of, yeah. uh, I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, that goes all, I think that was from the 2005 NBA finals. So, you know, down, another down bad moment for me was the 2005 NBA finals when we lost to the Spurs yeah. in seven games, uh, Robert Ory, F you. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, just, uh, gave me massive like you said nostalgia vibes of uh you know driving up the freeway to the palace of auburn hills r.i.p in peace um yeah to that place uh legendary venue for the pistons um it was just so weird though because it was like it's it's about 30 or 40 miles outside of detroit and it's just like in the middle of no it's in the middle of like an industrial park like a like office buildings and an industrial park um like really virtually surrounded by nothing uh hmm. but yeah i mean driving up there as a kid uh you get the big the, those uh those big fire cannons going off during the announcement you have uh um the final countdown by europe playing in the background and uh oh man just um and to see how far the the franchise has fallen um into monotony and really <laughs> like lassitude um from the glory days of the the going to work pistons where they you know the final score of a game for the going to work pistons would be like 73 to 62 or something like they would hold teams to like nothing um and nowadays you see games going into like the 120s 130s uh on a weekly basis so yeah a little bit down bad to see that you know like i said mixed bag mixed bag of emotions on the timeline to see you know a, a classic childhood memory like that come on and um I've always said to my friends too, I'm like, you know, I can't wait for like if the Pistons ever get good again, because basketball is just one of the easiest sports to rally behind. Um, you know, the games are always on at night. Uh it's just such a simple game to follow. Um so yeah, I uh <laughs> I guess the Pistons down badish about the the classic video of Mason <laughs> announcing and uh you know one final thing when 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 they announced ben wallace and that gong hit oh man just sends shivers down your spine I, like, yeah. he was always the last one to get announced too and it's like gong. Oh, yeah man. i mean you're preaching to the choir there because that's <laughs> like that that's like if it obviously box championship team my favorite team of all time but like besides my favorite team that team is my favorite basketball team maybe my favorite sports team that's not one of my favorite teams of all time uh i don't know i just am absolutely in love with that team in the past uh and i know what you're talking about because like almost in nba games nba has by far the best intros of any sport uh like introductions for the players and like when you're in an nba game it's so electric like i know exactly what you're talking about with the ben wallace thing because when you go to a bucks game especially a playoff game when they're in the middle of the run in Giannis, especially like my cousin and i went to game three of the finals last year uh i was able to get some like student tickets since i still had my student email from college uh, and they do them for super cheap so i got like 200 tickets to sit like first row upper level uh at game three of the finals and it was like nuts like it's nuts every regular season game but when uh you got the announcer screaming um which the bucks have a fantastic pa announcer and he he's like giving the intros for everybody and then like uh second to last you get middleton and people go crazy because he's uh Giannis's sidekick and then when he says um the man from Greece, the Greek freak, and then he screams Giannis's name. Like you might as well have your ears start bleeding because the whole place goes that crazy. Because I mean, Giannis literally has revived the Milwaukee Bucks. People wanted to kick them out of the city and move them to Seattle 
before he came around because nobody cared about them. It was Packers or nothing. And Wisconsin and now the Bucks have taken over. Giannis is already a greater athlete in Wisconsin sports than Aaron Rodgers. He's done oh, everything Rodgers has done uh, in half the time. <laughs> <laughs> Rogers is the most overrated athlete. He just chokes every year in the playoffs. Giannis has taken over as the best athlete in Wisconsin sports history. And there's people that actually like still think that Kareem is a better buck. Kareem, obviously overall better player than Giannis. Yeah. All time leading scorer, six rings at this point. Kareem is far and away ahead of Giannis and stuff. But in terms of bucks history, Giannis is the best buck of all time. No question. Two time MVP, one as many rings as Kareem. And he's been doing it for longer with the team. Didn't request a trade out of here. Like, uh, I can't believe that's still a debate, but. Uh, people go crazy for Giannis and it's like the best thing ever. Uh, and NBA intros are the best thing in sports. Uh, sports intros, I should say. They're like electric when you're in the building. Uh, you got anything else to mention on this before we wrap it up? No, it was a good discussion on yeah. uh, the glory days or at least the glory days of my Pistons and then, uh, you know, just kind my of team's them. currently in the glory days, but who yeah. knows for how much longer. I mean, I, I just hope that you know you're in them before. You oh, know, I know I'm in them. I, I suffered through uh, 20 years of no playoff wins with the Bucks, uh before hitting this glory days type stage. So, oh, I trust me. I know I'm in them, and I know they're probably the second Giannis leaves is probably 30 more years of losing. Uh, but I'm ready to wrap this one up. If you are, I was mm-hmm. I was excited to get into this. Um, obviously. First major predictions. Uh, this is, as you guys all know, one of my favorite things to do. This is really the first uh, like full-on tournament predictions we've uh, been able to do with Kyle for this season. Uh, it was fun. Obviously, it's sometimes a little weird because with two people, if you have a disagreement, there's no like firm tiebreaker to settle it. So we're looking into some potential ways in the future to do that. But for this event, we really didn't disagree too much. It was more on map counts that we maybe differed. So maybe looking into some other ways to potentially settle tiebreakers in the future. Um, we'll get into that more. Obviously we've got about a month till the next major to figure that out, but this was a fun one. I really enjoyed doing it. Um, obviously our bracket's probably going to be wrong in some ways, but uh, we went with a lot of favorites. I think that might be how this bracket shapes out. It was a fun one to record though. If you guys are listening on audio platforms, be sure to drop a follow and a review. If you're able to uh, been getting a lot more listeners on the audio platforms. It's a little unfortunate because uh, if you guys don't uh, follow the Twitter or really like comment on YouTube, it's really hard to communicate with people on the audio platforms because there aren't really like comment sections or anything. So that's super unfortunate. I wish there was more of a way to connect with you guys on there, but come drop a follow on Twitter. It's in the description. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, have a question or I uh, have a question for us or something, tweet at me. Uh, I'll obviously see that, respond to that. Uh, maybe tell you, hey, wait on a response. I'll throw it in the podcast or something. Um, but it'd be cool to interact with some of you guys that are maybe audio only listeners. If you're on YouTube, obviously be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe if you enjoy. We really appreciate it. We're very close to 400 subs, like we said last week. Gained a few more, uh, and we're almost at that milestone. That'd be a pretty cool thing to hit here going into the major. Um, We appreciate you guys all watching, and we will see you in the next one after hopefully a crazy major, and we'll see if Thieves win it like we predicted. So thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you in the next one, everyone.